Hey friends, I am tuning in from oh, somewhere at the base of Mount Chavanel, um, near Salida, back where all of my Colorado adventures so far had started. I had an epiphany last night that Salida means exit, and exits are just entrances to outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny, I know. I know you're laughing. Wherever you are, whoever you are. So I, I, so I got to a new campsite last night, and I wanted to, um, this is something I have never talked about before because I've, I've often found it kind of a nuanced thing. It's very subjective, but the fear of traveling alone and finding a new camp spot in a place that I, I've been close to here and I, I know people around, but I haven't been to this area. And it's pretty spread out. It's, it's very secluded. I spent most of the morning in the nude. Clothes are weird. But and anyone who knows me well knows that I'm, I'm trying to get my clothes off as often as possible. In nature, of course. Anywho. <laughs> so I, I was up last night late, like listening to every single car that pulled in late and sending fuck off vibes to anyone who um, might even be looking like they're turning into my little Actually, I have a pretty big camp spot. I'm going to go to something more intimate later. But anyway, um, sending fuck off vibes to them so they didn't come into my space. And I was scared. Like, I was definitely had fear. Um, and the reason that this is something to talk about now for me is that I've, I think that it's a very, like, I think it'd actually be really weird if I wasn't scared of being in a place by myself when... <laughs> When I travel alone in a new, and I'm in a new area, I think it'd be pretty ridiculous if I wasn't, like, on high alert. And with time in this area and familiarizing myself with the space and um, getting comfortable with this new spot, I'm going to be here for about a week, I, I think. Um, I think that it'd be really unreasonable for me to not be scared. And, and here's why I think that it's important to talk about this. Because if I am trying to prove to myself to not be scared because I have my fancy taser, my fancy bear spray, and my fancy this or that, and somebody does actually want to hurt me, like, those things are not necessarily going to happen at night or, like, it, it's an interesting thing how beliefs fuel one thing or the other. I believe that I'm safe. Okay, cool. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be on alert. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be afraid. I think that healthy fear or fear is healthy. And um, I like I like having fear <laughs> sometimes because I need it tuned in. Because the minute I, I feel like if I stopped thinking this way or I stopped being afraid or or having attunement to my instincts that's the minute something would happen right that's the minute that 
I would assume that the bear spray and the and the taser or whatever would be something that could stop something but I've never been in a dangerous situation I don't know how my body will react and though I've watched self-defense videos I don't know how I'll deal with that adrenaline rush and fight or flight so the best I can do is practice to and prepare but I don't ever want to go to a new spot and not be afraid and I think that this is a much more reasonable and healthy thing to be as a solo female traveler than um or a solo human like (laughs) it doesn't matter (laughs) I want to I want to like bust that myth for myself that it doesn't matter things happen to all different terrible things happen to all different types of people in all different types of situations if something's gonna happen the best I can do is is prepare myself emotionally and and mentally for the situation but I don't even know what that could even look like there's so many unknowns in it and so having that healthy fear and instincts and knowing getting to know myself in that kind of instinctual primal state is actually really important to me so even though it kept me up at night and I definitely lost sleep I am not trying to be like and I wasn't, I wasn't afraid because blah, 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 blah. I've got this and I say goodbye, babe, when I leave the van. So the, anyone listening to me live my life knows that I'm not alone or wear a wedding ring on my finger and have to and pretend like that's a lie and that makes me even more nervous than just being myself and being in tune with my instincts than faking my circumstances you know I I hope that's landing it's meant to be a bit of a call out (laughs) because I think that it's dangerous to to have the perception that those things are what will keep me safe for for me I'll speak for myself of course I think that that's going to subconsciously make me feel inauthentic and like I'm going to be found out rather than strong and um, tuned in to my instincts as I navigate a situation or navigate a new experience that I'm in like right now where I'm in a new camp spot and I've got to I've got to send my feelers out far and wide and and if I think that a wedding ring on my finger is going to stop something bad from happening to me, happening to me, then I'm going to, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. And I think that those are all just fine preventative measures so long as they aren't sub, um, uh, what's the word for filling in, filling in, filling in, a sub. Uh, man, what is that sub word? Whatever, a sub for um, me being in tune with my instincts if something was to happen. So, I mean, being on high alert is a human thing. I just watched a Jeep go by and I'm like staring them down because I don't want to pretend that I'm not on guard, you know? If I'm like playing it cool... (laughs) or anything. This is such a ramble, but 
this is the solo and on my own podcast. And I think that something really important to talk about is how I deal with fear as I travel, because it's not a lack of fear that I'm experiencing. It's a management of fear. It's a navigation and an, an embrace and a an evaluate a self-evaluation of my own circumstances. And this applies to everything. So, I mean, if I want to quit a job or ask someone I think is cute out or confront someone, I'm going to have to navigate the instinctual fear of consequences of keeping myself safe and out of harm, which is my brain's primary function. So, this attunement to fear is actually a huge superpower an attunement to energy that comes from anxiety from depression from and depression comes from not following the energy that anxiety puts out of like hey don't do that or hey I don't like this or hey something feels off oh I'm gonna do it anyways well now I'm depressed oh I wish I would have listened to myself oh anxiety was the thing that would have helped me listen to myself because it was literally telling me what to do or not to do (laughs) um and energy like that anxiety is energy that can be alchemized into into this further and deepening and attunement to my instincts um and over the years this practice of like okay well if I have anxiety I have a couple questions that I ask myself which are like okay where is this coming from what is it that you're trying to tell me what is it that you need me to do what is it that you need from me um who am I supposed to stay away from what area am I supposed to stay away from? And anxiety answers. <laughs> you, because anxiety is you. <laughs> anxiety is a natural function of our brains to keep us safe. And so if we're suppressing it, then good Lord, no wonder we're all depressed. And no wonder we're all having a hard time with navigating life and emotional situations. Like we are suppressing our primary function for navigating life most efficiently. Damn it. <laughs> um. So that's 10 minutes of me ranting about fear and navigating it as a, I'll say solo traveler because I don't, being a woman is is part of it, one aspect of it. And I don't deny that there are statistics, but if I am also to surpass those and transcend the beliefs that I will be a statistic, right? I have to do something different. And I think the thing that to do that's different is to attune to my anxiety and instincts and fears in such a way that I will be caught off guard way less if something were to ever happen and keep my calm, keep my cool and problem solve effectively, use that orderly aspect of my brain that wants to categorize and label everything. I I give it a job. Okay, get me out of the situation. Okay, what is the best thing for me to do? Um, So I hope you found some of that helpful with navigating fear or if you listen to this for any of my other types of musings. This is a pretty important topic to me right now because I've been traveling alone since May and I've made friends and I've met up with people here and there, but I am really enjoying the the experience of traveling alone and the different things that I've kind of like (sighs) I have my own way of doing things that has gotten me out of a lot of situations that I 
I otherwise would have been in, you know, had I thought that a material thing or someone else or something would would be able to help me. Um, and it just wasn't the case. And I had a situation that there's a book called Unbound and the friend that broke up with me <laughs> in May, there was a situation where she opened or answered the door of a knock while we were camping together. And she was thinking about this. She was telling me later that the in the book, um, the author tells the readers to di- divert or something about questions, asking questions to to regain control of the situation uh, with communication. And so she was dis- describing how later she wanted to ask this person who gave us the knock and told us to get off his private land uh, questions about how to... F- He's like, go find... Uh, where there's not private land and she said later that she wanted to ask this guy at like 11 o'clock at night when he put high beams on uh, how to go about doing that and thought of all these questions and I was for me personally that was not the move the move was to wait till he leaves and then leave (laughs) because fuck opening the door who knows who that guy was Um, he could have been lying and I don't care about your truck and high beams. Like, I'm not getting within several inches of you by opening my door. Anyways, or window. Anyways, that's all to say that these books that these people are reading are really great. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're not great. Just like anything with personal development. What I'm saying is that if there isn't real-time practice and integration of your instincts of what the appropriate moment to respond in that way is, then you're going to respond the way that you probably normally would until you practice it enough or fuck up enough to learn a lesson. And there just aren't enough resources with practicing those kind of things. Like, is that the right moment to be asking questions? Or is it the right moment to stay stay down and then think later, like, asking questions? Um, luckily, she didn't ask those questions. <laughs> like, where do you go about finding how to not stay on private land like in the middle of the night um anyways I'm not saying that that's the that wasn't the right thing to do either I'm just saying that for me that wasn't the moment to be out of tune with instincts and um I don't know what the her experience of that was um, but my instincts were on high alert, and that's what I would have done. So, and that's all that I could do, right? I was involved because I was there, and that's it. If something had happened, I was pretty upset because if something had happened, that would have put us both in a situation because obviously I'm, I was there with her. We were camping together. So um, it it made me really upset at the moment, and we'd had to talk about it afterwards this is before she this is a week before she broke up with me or didn't want to be friends anymore um and I don't know if this actually had anything to do with it maybe I I voiced my opinion I spoke freely and I said that was not that was not what I would have done or would have wanted us to do as a traveling unit together and it made me really afraid for you 
that you had opened your window to talk to this person instead of just ignoring him and then moving off the land. Um, Because if you threaten a tow truck, okay, cool. Well, if you're not the tow truck, then it's going to be another bit of time before a tow truck comes up this mountain that we were on. So we, ha- we have a, a space of, uh, of time. But anyways, that was a situation that Maybe it did lend itself to her not wanting to be my friend anymore because I spoke up about something that I was put in a situation that made me uncomfortable. And um, ultimately, (laughs) there's there's just my way and the way she did it. (laughs) And um, I wouldn't have done that. So I don't know if any of that lands, whoever you are out there listening. Um, I'm really glad that you tuned in that you follow this podcast if you do and if you thought of anything interesting I'd love to hear from you um and whatever you thought or reflections or maybe you think that I'm wrong for being critical or maybe you think that I'm being too rigid in my perspective on uh methods for staying safe while solo traveling or I'd love to hear about how you stay solo stay safe solo traveling and does it does it involve I, I my curiosity would be does it involve attuning to your fears and anxiety um because i think that is just like that is the most important thing as a as a traveler and there's not many people teaching <laughs> teaching it that way it's like here suppress your anxiety but go out into the world and oh shit if you're not having a good time because you don't speak up or you don't do this or you don't know how to navigate these situations. Oh, too bad. Here, take more medicine about it to suppress the anxiety that's literally telling you how to do all these things. I already said that. I'm repeating myself now. But it's my podcast and that's what I get to do. Uh, Thanks for listening and I will talk to you soon.